Try Folgers, the mountain-grown coffee. Mountain-grown for better flavor. The stronger the grass, the greater the distortion of perception and judgment. A hippie speedball is coffee and cannabis. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. If you are listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. If you're listening on Apple, go to them stars, go one, two, three, four, five, and then hit that fifth star, and then leave a little comment, leave a little review, and let me know who would you like to see on the Hippie Speedball Podcast. If you could pick anybody, it doesn't matter how famous they are, who would you see as the dream guest that you could see me really talking to on the podcast? So I got a really special guest on the show. He's one of my old-time podcast buddies. We've been freaking grinding this out side-by-side side for a while, throwing, you know, freaking, uh, I've been on his show, and now he's finally coming on the podcast. We've done a live together. You can check it out on Instagram. So please welcome DL of the DL Show, formerly Oops Caught Me Smoking. DL, thanks for fucking joining me, buddy. Finally got you in here, man. Hey, not a problem, dude. Uh, yeah, I love love the coming, in, coming on shows, and thank you for having me. Dude, yeah, hell yes, dude, anytime. I mean, for those that don't know, like I said in the intro, uh me and DL like we've you know, we've we've been freaking grinding this out and everything and he's really just murdering right now in the freaking podcast game. Like you know, with the the show Oops caught me smoking, now it's the the DL show, correct? Correct. Yeah, yes. now now it's known as the DL show and it's dude, you're in the freaking top 5% of podcasts in the world, dude. I mean, in in just over a year, that is a major major accomplishment, bro. Like, I know you're being humble and everything, but you gotta, you know, you gotta you gotta, you know, chew your own hold a little bit, you know, because you're doing really fucking well, my friend. Right. Yeah, uh, uh we're not doing too bad. Uh, the audio is is kicked off a lot more than the video, but I do have my viewer or my listeners coming on and turning into viewers now. So yeah, yeah it, it gets amazing. Once you can actually see the numbers right by the, right by your episode. And once you see the views and you're just like, Oh, Oh, they like me. They right? really like me. <laughs> I know. Isn't that isn't that something? It's, it's such a crazy little feeling whenever you put an episode, and then like whenever you look, you like you put your phone down for a little while, and then you pull it up and you look at your like you know how many plays it's got, and you're like, oh shit, you know. And then you have to do like a little mm-hmm. double take, and it's it's kind of cool, especially when you break it down like to where it's like how many listens you're getting like per hour. So you're like, oh crap, like on average, my freaking show is getting listened to like once every like 15 minutes. You know, it's mm-hmm. like every once yeah. every you know, and it's just keeps accumulating and stuff so what tell people how you got started on oops caught me smoking how did you come up with the name and uh what was the genesis of the show and how it evolved to how it is right now well i started oops caught me smoking i mean well let's backtrack a little further uh me and a buddy of mine but we were always thinking about starting a podcast this was like two three years ago and we were always thinking about starting a podcast we're like hey we start a podcast and i'm like all right cool we'll start one and then getting together was hard because he lived like 45 minutes away mm. and his in the studio was in his house oh, so shit. basically i had to drive 45 minutes one way so basically an hour and a half Damn. back and forth uh, once a week just to do a podcast and it and got to the point where it was just like we're not we weren't really getting any views we weren't really getting listens um the podcast was pretty dope the our uh slogan was uh, podcast so dope you can drink the water so that's really but, cool that's really cool i like that a yeah. lot dude clever and uh so uh it was it was just me and him at first and then he, we broke and then we broke off he started he took the asp podcast and turned it into his own 
it's no longer on the air anymore, but, mm. but anyways, to each his own. But anyways, um, <laughs> I took my show. I took, I went and started my own show and it was called let's F and talk at first. That's and cool. That was like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. It was like a nose hole barred podcast. So I pretty much talked about anything, everything like governments, politics. And I, I came off kind of stupid because I really didn't follow politics. Mm. But if something on Facebook pissed me off, then I would go over there and I would just go on my podcast and just put it on blast. And then, you know, I, I got some viewers here and there. I think I broke over 20,000 views and downloads on that one. And I was just like, and then we moved. And I was like, you know what? If we're going to move and we're going to get a new studio, I'm just going to come up with a whole new show. So this is the first time where I had a show explode and I'm just like, kill it, start over, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, then I came up with Oops Caught Me Smoking and the whole purpose behind that was to bring um, the cannabis that you get out of of dispensaries and bring it into your living room. So basically, because when you go on to, uh, when you go on to weed maps or anything like that, and you go and look at all the bud that you want to get. It's all pretty. There's a nice little pretty picture and all that stuff. All the hairs are good. And then you go to the dispensary and you go, I want this. And then they show it to you and you're just like, no, that's not it. And you're just yeah. like, I want this. And they show it to you and you're like, I'm like, no, that's not it. And you're like, dude, this is it. It can be pretty deceptive just, at times for sure. It can definitely be very, yeah. very deceptive. And I mean, those cannabis photographers, they can do some crazy stuff with those, you know, those lights and the trichromes and everything like that and really make it look super pretty. I mean, my old mm-hmm. media partner, he is a cannabis photographer, and I've seen some of the ways they can make the freaking bud look and shit. And it's it's pretty impressive. But at the same time, it can be deceptive if it's not what it matches in the dispo. So you were trying to uh, just show people exactly like what it is that was, you know, on the shelves to the, your home, you said? Yeah, so I brought, I basically went there and I and I bought what was on the shelf and I brought it home and I showed everyone this is what you're getting out of the dispensary. Mm-hmm. And then people started going, well, well, do a review on this one, do a review on this one, do a review on this strain. So I was like, all right, all right. So they kept pouring in and then so I kept doing them. Nice. But the the strain reviews, I mean, I I still do them every here and there. And to be honest with you, it gets pretty expensive yeah. trying to buy primo yeah. cannabis for like four weeks at a time so yeah real, it, it did get quite quite pricey you so should... i had to ease back on the beautiful weed footages like i, I think i put out like one or two a month instead of mm-hmm. one every once every week and you can check those over on youtube at the dl show so. yeah in which you can have a link down in the description for this episode i'll put all your links so they can find you everywhere down here hell yeah man it's yeah all my links are fairly easy it's just Facebook.com slash the DL show podcast. Yeah. Then Instagram.com slash the same thing. And then YouTube com slash the same thing same so, thing for mine it, it just make it so like if they if you all they have to do is just google you like just just yep. google it and then you'll find it for sure i remember one time speaking of google one time i was actually i was just curious what the best podcast cannabis podcasts were and then i ended up seeing yours on there i was scrolling through on google and then it was like you know i was in like best cannabis podcast uh around or something like that and then i was just scrolling through and then i saw oops caught me smoking and i'm like this mm-hmm. fucking guy <laughs> <It's> like, that's <laughs> awesome way. <laughs> oh, that's so cool, man. So how did yeah. you come up with the name Oops Caught Me Smoking? Uh, it was what my fiance used to catch me smoking all the time. She goes, catch you smoking, catch you smoking. <laughs> nice. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw an oops in front of it and just go with it. But the, at the same time, well, 
I'm gonna probably gonna jump. I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit for the whole reason why I have to change. I had to change the name from Oops Comic Smoking, and that's because what you told me earlier, uh, like Instagram and Facebook, and not, for, not really Facebook, but Instagram. Facebook's kind of getting that way now, and uh, YouTube—they mm. just bury, bury cannabis content creators. If you have the word "smoking" mm-hmm. in your title, you can't run ads. You can't do. You can't do anything. You can't monetize your channel. You can't do anything like that. You're pretty much at the mercy of like YouTube. Yeah. And hopefully, they—you're just hoping that you get affiliates. And I've, I do have an affiliate right now. We can go to. Uh, killfrogcbd.com and use the promo code oops30 and you'll get 30 percent off your order right now so go do that real quick also but you can anyway, find that link in the description yeah, just, i'm sorry i said oh i said also you can find that link in the description yeah <laughs> yeah and uh it's and that's why i had to change the name from the dl to the dl show because my initials are dl and the dan lovely show just sounded stupid <laughs> so i just i shortened it up and i was just like we're just gonna do the dl show but then, <laughs> after I did the DL show, I have people commenting or telling me that, like, asking or telling me that uh, if I knew what on the down low meant, like, what the DL on the down low meant. And apparently, it's, like, a whole gay community that's on the down low. So I was just like, oh, like, I really don't care. I always you know, thought, I didn't know that was affiliated with the gay community. I always knew, like, keep it on the down low was just kind of like, you know, like, hey, just like, you know, like, don't talk about it, you know? Like, right, like. Yeah, well, like when you go to when back in the day when we didn't have dispensaries and you went to your uh, your friend, your person that you get your weed from, it was strictly keep it on the DL, keep it on the DL, keep it yeah. on the DL. You know, that's what they said. That's what everybody said. It was keep it on the DL. And then all of a sudden the whole gay community got a hold of it and then made a whole thing like on the DL, like because we're on the DL, that means we're gay. And I was like, well, I really don't they're just like are you do you know about this or are, are you gay or anything like that and it was like no i'm not gay my initials are dan or dl yeah so that's the whole reason why the show is the dl show but anyways if i have i don't really don't care i have friends that are that are gay and they follow me so i've already had gay supporters so what's a couple more exactly <laughs> you know? right weed brings people together that's what we're all about isn't it isn't that all mm-hmm. we're trying to do in this little game that we're playing <laughs> that's exactly what we're trying to do exactly that's that's a great thing i love about I've, i I was talking about it on my interview with jerry and and then i was talking about it on your show like i really like that you know the the three of us and then a couple other people have really found like a dope little niche of our own within cannabis podcast you know and i've been thinking about this too like it, it's almost like there's like this like glitzy mainstream like uh like thing with the cannabis community but i feel like we're like the punk rock you know like i feel like we're kind of like the underground and you know just kind of like creating our own little community of just kind of people like nah i don't care about that clout chasing bullshit like i don't want none of that stuff and so it and i i love all the different guests that you have on your show man you have a big variety of people and you having people all over the podcast community and everything so what do you find to be the best strategy for growth growing your podcast i mean how did you go from where you were to being in the top five percent in the world uh when it comes to audio it's just pretty much connecting with people talking you know and it's not don't do the like for likes the follows for follows the share for shares i'm very glad i'm very glad you bring that brought that up man (laughs) don't do those they're complete waste of time and you're listening to podcasts people's podcasts 
that are never, ever going to listen to yours. They're never mm-hmm. going to do it. Nope. All they're doing is trying to get a click. That's all they're doing. That's all that yeah. is, is people are trying to get clicks. And with YouTube, with the self for self for YouTube, it was just getting out of control. And yeah. people are just like, oh, even if, when I dropped an episode, just to like drop an episode, like here's the bio, here's the here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm just like, just watch it. I just want you to watch it. And you get all these people spamming their podcasts and spamming their stuff right below it, and then people just shrug it off. Yeah. So it got to the point where I got I stopped posting in any podcast platform uh, groups on Facebook. I stopped posting everything. Yeah. And then it just grew on its own. Exactly. And that, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because people that are starting a podcast need to know, like, because I also do the same thing. That's how we met. You know, we, we met mm-hmm. it on Facebook in a podcast group. Yep. And that's how I met Jerry and as well. And, and also my homegirl Priscilla, who was on a show called Prissy's Prime. She's uh, not continuing it right now. She's going to be starting up again in the future. But we became really good friends through that thing. So building a community and getting to know other podcasters is probably the, the biggest benefit of those groups groups. But for those that are starting a podcast and they want to get lots of downloads, that's definitely not the way to do it because you got to, like you said, it just kind of grows on its own. It's, it's, and honestly, like how often do you ever come across a podcast that you like see a link for and you're actually like, Ooh, I want to listen to that. I mean, how often does that really happen? You know, it never happens to me at least. I'm almost never scrolling through and be like, Oh, I want to listen to what they're talking about with that, you know, hardly ever. So the, Mm -hmm. the concept of the word of mouth travel, I think is the most effective way because that's that's really how uh, my show's grown too it's basically just been word of mouth have you uh bought in any advertising have you paid for any sort of like marketing stuff or anything like that for your podcast uh i tried but with the word smoking in my podcast yeah. i couldn't i wasn't able to do so it would like they, it would go for review and then i would get a thing saying you can't do this because it's affiliated with tobacco or it's affiliated with vaping or it's affiliated with this. Mm. So I'm like, that's when I was just like, all right, I got to take the, like, if I didn't have the word smoking in there, how many downloads would I have right now? You know, you if I be, had a new podcast, you should right. be totally ironic with it and just, call, just rename it. Oops. Caught me smiling just to be just as a giant <laughs> middle finger to them. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like fuck off <laughs> right yeah then i mean i would get the haters going why is the pot leaf angry well, hold on a minute let me get out of the way so why is the pot leaf angry? Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. They're like, why does he look so mad? See, you're just not connected to his level. He's actually quite happy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's so happy. He's, he's just angry, he's but. so fucking happy right now. <laughs> so speaking of weed, are you smoking on anything right now, bud? Uh, actually, I'm not. My son is asleep like 10 feet that way. Nice. So, no, I'm just vaping on some nicotine right now. I what you been smoking up, on? Um, some alien OG uh, live resin. Mm. So that's like 84% THC. So, yeah, doing it one dab of that will probably get you. They'll get you through most of your day. So it, it's it's a hybrid, I do believe. But it doesn't act like a hybrid. You, you don't. You don't get the couch slosh. Yeah. You just want to, yeah, you still, you're still productive. And the alien OG is a really good creative weed too. Like it's very good for creating. If you want to write or get some editing or get some shit done, that's a really good strain to smoke because it's like, like you said, it doesn't give you like couch locked, but it also like gives you a little boost of energy, but you could also like deflect that energy if you want to. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And yeah, that's the type of strains I try to, I lean towards is like the sativas or the sativa dominant hybrids nice i always try to lean towards them because i don't want to be that lazy guy that just sits on the couch and plays video games all day which 
to I am to an extent. Yeah. But <laughs> but I still get I still get shit done. Like I still go to I still go to work every day. I do. I have three podcasts, so that mm-hmm. keeps me really busy. Yes, and, um, most definitely. That's a that's a really good transition, actually. So let's freaking talk about uh, the. Let, I wanted to talk a little bit about the harder they fall because I got to watch it and I wasn't able to join the freaking podcast. What did you think of that movie, bro? Oh, it was for for a Netflix original. It was pretty good. Like I I wouldn't say I would go to the theaters to watch it, but I would definitely watch it more than once. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, uh, Adrian Elba's in it. Um, mm-hmm. Regina King is in it, and those are like the only. Uh, I think Damien Wayne's son's in it. Yeah, with yeah. really yellow teeth for some reason. I think it's. I think it's a Damien Wayne's. I think it's just Damien Wayne's Jr. I think that's his name. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, Damon I think. Jr. I think so. Yeah, but his, it's crazy. He looks exactly like his fucking dad. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty yeah, insane. <laughs> and for those on the hippie speedball audience, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I have actually been asked to join the OMG Movie Cast, a movie podcast. We'll be reviewing. I'm guessing probably new movies. Is that what we're going to be sticking with? No, we're we're still gonna we're gonna lean towards like some of the classics. I believe Grandma's Boy is on the list too. Sweet. And uh, Where, how can I uh, add movies to the list? Do I just send them your way? If you want to add movies to the list, yeah, just send them to either me or Jerry, and we'll throw them on the list for you. Sweet, sounds good. Yeah, hell yeah. Mostly Jerry, and I think Jerry has the list. So yeah, he has Dope. a whole list of movies. So yeah, just I would just throw it at him. Oh hell yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a couple movies that would be dope because I'm also doing another movie another movie podcast with my friend JJ and I was uh nice. I was yeah I was just talking to you about that and we're actually going to be recording an episode tomorrow from the day that uh, we're recording this episode of Hippie Speedball right now and uh, we're going to be um, doing a uh, Fight Club. So uh, what we're gonna nice. yeah what we're gonna do is we're recording like three episodes and then we're gonna kind of build a page and build a little hype for it and stuff like that because we straight up just drink whiskey while we're doing it we just get a little tipsy and we talk about the movie then just kind of bullshit and uh, we just we just recorded our first episode together and we did uh, Total Recall and then we did uh, The Fifth Element. And then ended up recording oh, like awesome a movie. yeah, great movies, right? And we ended up recording like a freaking like a three hour podcast. We were just getting hammered and just talking about these movies and shit. It was so much fun. So be on the lookout for the Film in the Buff podcast, uh, Hippie Speedball podcast audience, and the OMG movie cast. So yes. um, I'm smoking on some uh, nine pound hammer right now. I got over at uh, the uh, gnome grown dispensary that's here near my house. Really, really great nice. fucking place. Shout out to the bud tender Sapphire. She's freaking dope. And she's actually a fan of the show as well. So shout out oh, to nice. you, Sapphire, over at gnome grown. So, you know, you're on the hippie speedball podcast now. So you got to let the audience know. Tell me about your first time you ever got high, buddy. Your first experience oh. with cannabis. <laughs> It's actually a funny story because Thank it's yeah. it's a uh, I love I, my, I, I this is my one of my favorite parts of doing the podcast is like I just got to throw that out there. I love getting people's first time stories because it's so cool how the, so many of them are connected but they're so unique at the same time and the perspectives. Right. So go ahead buddy, sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good dude. It's your show. You can do whatever you want. But uh, it's a uh, but no, my dad was a karaoke host. This is why I'm so comfortable on microphones. But he was a karaoke host, and I was—I did karaoke like when I'm drunk and you know, stupid, being drunk and stupid and all that stuff. But but I was like 17 years old before I even did the whole bar scene and everything. And uh, he was rolling up a joint for his show, and he's like, and he messed up the first one, and then he sets that one aside and he rolls up a new he rolls up a new one and then i guess he was gonna try and fix the first one but he just said screw it so he looks at me and he goes if you can fix this you can smoke it 
you know, and I'm, I think I'm 16 or 17 at the time. It's like, if you build it, they will come. Exactly. Right. You know, and, uh, I'm like 16 or 17 at the time and I didn't smoke. Like I've never touched it. I mean, I've been around it. My dad smoked, my mom smoked, my grandparents though, I was raised by, they didn't smoke at all. They were completely a hundred percent against it, mm. but I had friends that did, that did it too, but I just never did. And then, I was on a uh, AOL, you know those AOL chat groups. Oh yeah, was, dude! Hell <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, that was like the original social media was these AOL chat rooms that you would just yeah. everybody would. Just, it was like a fucking free for all. You think Twitter is bad? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Talk about yeah. no regulation. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. And you're always asking someone what their ASL is. ASL, ASL. age, sex, location. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> Yep. And for some reason, when they put like Michigan or somebody or like or whatever state you're from, if they put your state on there, you're just like, oh, right. I'm in love with you. <laughs> I know. You know? We can be, we are soulmates. The internet put us together. Right. And then you realize you're in a Michigan chat room. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but yeah, great. I was, I was in a AOL or Yahoo chat room. Now AOL. It was a Yahoo chat room. And I was talking to like a bunch of people and they're talking about how they are getting high and how getting stoned is so much fun and like you said i'm 16 years old and i was like you know what i have a joint right here so i pretty much got peer pressured into smoking this joint by an aol chat or a yahoo chat room so i went to i went in the bathroom i fixed the joint as 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 good as i could do it and i'd never rolled a joint before or rolled anything before and I pretty much just took the end of it where it was messed up, and I just twisted it like a bread tie. Then <laughs> <laughs> I set it on fire. <laughs> and, I, and I sat in my bathroom. I sat in my dad's bathroom, and I sat in front of the mirror, and I just sat there and just chief on this joint, staring at myself in the mirror, because as I've never, I've never smoked weed before, so I wanted to see what was going to happen. And if something was going to happen, at least I could see it. You know, if something bad was going to happen, at least I could see it. Yeah. So that was like, that was like my safe place. Like I go, I would go in the bathroom and smoke and I would continue to do that for about a month or two after when I uh, continued to smoke after my first time. But yeah, I would go into the bathroom and I would just chief it and I'm just watching myself just get stoned. And I, my eyes were barely open and I try to, I, we had a sheet for a door in the bathroom. It wasn't a bathroom door. It was just a sheet. And then uh, I threw open the sheet, and I come out of the bathroom, and the floor is just like, ooh. I <laughs> was like, oh, wow. This is amazing. <laughs> and then uh, I rushed right back to the computer, right back to the computer screen, and I was like, I did it, guys. I'm stoned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept, I just kept uh, repeat typing. I am so high. This is amazing. I'm so stoned out of my mind. I'm hungry. I need water. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, about and I, I would stay. I would stay up for like another hour or something, just like chat, like chatting on the uh, the AOL chat room, and then I passed out on the couch. And then my dad comes home. I think it was about one, two thirty in the morning. And uh, he's pretty much going, he's just like, and I'm, I'm passed out on the futon and uh, his girlfriend's like, he's asleep already. <laughs> and cause I would stay up when I was over there, I would stay up to three, four in the morning and then sleep in, into the next day and then go home. Mm. But it, and he's like, he's asleep already. And my dad went up to the counter and he saw half of that joint was missing. <laughs> and he goes, 
smoked this joint. That's why he's passed the fuck out. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Hell yeah, yes. Yeah. That's a great, great fucking story, man. I honestly feel like if you were to like write that down, do some little tweaks and throw some punchlines in there, that could be a great stand up. Like that whole story, like if you were just uh-huh. to like do a couple things, and like the fact that you got peer pressured from an AOL chat room into smoking sad. weed for the first, no, not sad. Comedy gold is what that is, bro. Like, and it's a fucking real story. Like, that's that's amazing. Like, I gotta yeah. say, that's honestly like top three for hippie speedball stories that I've heard. Like, that's yes. damn, bro. <laughs> like, I gotta say. So I was going to ask, uh, did you ever, um, what were you, have you ever considered doing like, uh, in-person stuff? Like, you know, like, uh, do you want to like with like people around your city or around your town or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I've gotten a hold of a few growth facilities that are, are around here. I actually worked for one and they were all about it until, um, there's a, there's another, I forget their name, but there's another podcast that, uh, or YouTube channel slash podcast slash TV show or whatever you want to call it that kind of beat me to the punch. And they're just like, Oh, we're going to do this one instead. And I got mad and I quit. And no. I was like, you know what, you know, you know what, you're not going to do this podcast. You can find someone to do my job too. So I left. <laughs> 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 and I, I was just, cause you know, the, uh, my podcast is pretty much, that's my baby. This is what I want to do for a living at what some point in my life. Same. You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not one to really be, excited about punching a time clock punching a time clock and working my nine to five mm-hmm. i really don't like it i do it now because i have to yeah like the rest of us for sure it but like anybody else i have a dream and the dream is to make money off of my podcast and to make and to be in as as informative as possible and to help a lot of people out and that's really what um the dl shows is is going to be about is uh cannabis sports music anything else yeah so because i know a lot of musicians a lot of local musicians around here i actually had a friend of mine austin banks and his twin brother he they have a they're called twin terror and they Mm. actually performed with the dayton family right here in midland yeah you were telling me about that yeah 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 you were telling me about that dude that's fucking awesome Yep, and I have a I have another friend in Saginaw. His name is uh, he goes by the name of Saginaw Flair, um, and he does music too. And he, he pretty much he uh, does music videos. He writes music, does beats, and produces, and he does all that stuff. And it's it's just amazing that when I worked with these people, I had no idea how talented they were. And then when I figured it out. I'm just like, there has to be more of you guys out there. And yeah. lo and behold, right. there's a ton of them. Yeah. And all they need, all they need is a platform. That's all they need is maybe one show, one show, 25 to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's all they need to get started. And I, w- I would love to be that person to get, to give them that little kickstart. Hell yes. So dude. that's pretty much what it's all about. That's awesome, dude. I love that approach. I love that so much because in all, having musicians from someone who's had a lot of musicians on the podcast, dude, it's it's a lot of fun, man. Especially like when you're there in person, just chilling and smoking up and just talking music and all sorts of shit and stuff. It's it is a blast, man. I'm I'm really excited that to see like those that happen. I I, I can't wait for you to start doing in person ones. I want to see you like with people next to you and stuff like that, dude. That's gonna be really sick because you've been doing the the, the long distance ones. I mean, that's that's the only way you do, right? I mean, you don't do any of them mm-hmm. in person, right? I did. Uh, I when I did my 
show with uh, uh with Austin Banks from Twin from Twin Terror. His the first time he was in person. That was the yeah. only in person interview I actually did was with him, and that was because he only lived like ten minutes away. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just most of the people that I talk to. I mean, with they're in Michigan, if I knew them or in Michigan, they you know, moved like to Detroit. Mm-hmm. For more recognition, you know, because it's, it's a bigger city and you can get more recognition out there. And for the most part, all the people that I've run into, I like on the internet and like Jerry Ann and all, and you, and like I said, Tina before, um, like these people have kind of moved into like my inner circle. Nice. So, like, I have very few friends that are around here that I talk to like every single day. I think I have like one, maybe two, but for the most part, like I'm talking to you, I'm talking to Jerry and I'm talking to people that live halfway or like, or all the way across the country. Mm-hmm. And there's no, and, and one day, one day we will all get together and have a little powwow. And that's when I'm going to do my in-person interviews, like five of you at the same time, bro, for real, <laughs> dude, that's going to be such an epic, epic time. Like I said, we got to get yes. like, we got to get like a dope suite in Las Vegas that allows smoking. And then we can literally be sitting there at the top of the Mirage or some shit. And we're freaking like be able to get high and do a dope, dope podcast, you know, and freaking right. hook up like a mixer. That's got like eight inputs. So we can all just have a microphone and sit around the room and do a podcast. We could even just hold the mics and just kind of sit there and smoke and shoot the shit and just fuck it right. up. I am so excited for whenever we can make that happen because I am, I'm really pumped to meet you guys all in person. It's a very similar situation for me too. Like I don't, I don't really have a lot of like in-person friends. I got a lot of local people that really love the show and I got like my homies at the dispo that I see. And then I got my, uh, my best friend, Eric, I call him my homeboy, Eric, or my brother, Eric all the time on the show. Uh, he's like one of the only people I talk to. And then, uh, now I got somebody that I'm, um, working out with every single morning shout out to nico i went to high school with him and uh he he started renting this house and he freaking um he's got uh the guy he's renting it from is like a bodybuilder so he's got this dope gym that's just at his house and it's like it's got everything everything and uh the only the only thing it doesn't have is like uh cardio shit but you you have feet and you have a floor so you can get that done (laughs) and so they um uh we i go i've been getting up at like you know i've been getting up at um it was at five and then i've been pushing it back by five minutes like every couple days so now i'm actually getting up at 4 20 a.m and I'm uh, usually out the door between 4.30 and 4.45 and then heading up to his house to work out with him. And then he's the person I see on a regular basis now. But uh, other than that, I don't really talk to anybody. And this podcast circle that we're building is, I think, really, really dope, man, because I think we all have a lot of potential. I think we all have some serious, serious potential. And I'm like you. It is my dream to do this for a living because it's just so much fun. Like, it's just so much fun. It's a blast. We're good at it. People like listening to us. We got the voices for it. We got the personalities for it. It's like Mm -hmm. the universe literally just takes takes all these different pieces and then just puts them together. And then have you noticed like a muscle that's been increased? Because I've noticed whenever um, this has probably happened to you, whenever I'm in like having a conversation with people and they like forget what we're talking about, I have a, like the ability to remember exactly what we were saying. And I could remember like five yeah. points before that. <laughs> yeah. I actually backfire sometimes because sometimes, sometimes people will talk about stuff that they have no idea what they're talking about. 
and they'll they're just kind of like bullshit their way through it, mm-hmm. and then they'll like try to go on to something else. And I was like, well, no, 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 wait, wait, wait a minute, backtrack, go back to what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm listening. I'm yeah. listening to you. Be stupid. So, yeah. but yeah, then you you do get like with cannabis people, people that smoke a, like a lot of weed, like myself, um, they do for, have a tendency to forget. Mm-hmm. what they're talking about when in the mid in like mid sentence same here so then yeah you have to like I, pick that back up and go hey yeah, yeah come on come yeah, on back for come sure back. for sure yeah. and i'm not i'm not 100 percent. i mean i literally just forgot what i was gonna say earlier in the podcast <laughs> i mean so it happens you know but but in everyday conversation it's a really handy skill to have because people don't realize whenever you're taking your show seriously like we are there's so many different things that are going on at the same time while we have to listen to this person you it's like we're we're you know running the sound. We want to make sure that we sound re- right. We want to make sure they sound right. We want to make sure that we're paying attention to everything. If there's something interesting, we need to make a mental bullet point and then keep listening and then be able to go back back to that bullet point. Just like you were saying, it's like these mm-hmm. weird little mental gymnastics that we have to sort of like learn to do at like all at the same time. But it becomes yep. it becomes handy in like everyday life for some reason. And I didn't even realize it was a thing until my uh, my friend Kiera. She pointed it out to me and she was like, um, she, she was talking about something and then she forgot what she was saying. And I was like, oh, yeah, you were saying this. And then she was like, why was I saying that? And then I was able to go backwards and say, well, you were talking about this. And then you said this. And she was like, damn, you know, that's the podcast. That, that's the reason you probably can do that. I'm like, holy shit, you're probably right. And it's yeah. like didn't even realize it was developing. Yeah, and I do use the word segue in like in normal life a lot too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that was a nice segue. And I'm just like, wait a minute, we're not podcasting, right? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> right. It's it's amazing though how sometimes when you're podcasting with a person, the conversation just like goes in like this gigantic loop naturally. Like you go, mm-hmm. you like you're just you carries on its way, carries on its way, and then somehow you end up at a subject, and it ends up connecting right back to that specific moment. Yep. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And the the um uh, the people you get to meet while you're podcasting is my favorite part. Like cuz I've just mm-hmm. got to meet so many cool people that I never even would have been able to meet if it hadn't been for me having a podcast. And it's it is it's amazing. So who was the guest that you got on your podcast that you never thought you would have ever been able to get on your show? Oh, wow. Um is it I don't I don't know. I kind of think I have the the ability to get anybody I want on the show, but I think the one person that I was just like really surprised that they wanted to come on, uh, what was his name? He was a a doctor from out of Vegas from uh, City Trees, but he was a doc he was a doctor out of, from uh, City Trees in Nevada, which is a growth facility out in Nevada, and he would he would pretty much he we pretty much talked about how to make wax and how to make this and how to make shatter and everything. And it was just, it was just cannabis overload on that show. And it got to the, it got to the, when I went up, when I went and I went to upload it, it wouldn't up like it. YouTube wouldn't let me publish it because there was so much, so much stuff about cannabis and Mm. the whole pictures, the videos that we were showing and everything. I think it got copyrighted too, because the what, the music he used in one of the videos that he sent me, it was sampled by somebody. So it got copyright blocked and it was taken down and it was such a good episode too. I really wish it would have stayed up. I'm like, I still have it in the archives on my computer. So I might go through and try to edit it out. And you know, when uh, one of those 
weeks where I take the week off and I need an episode, I'll probably just try to edit that one as much as I possibly can and give it another shot because that he was so amazing. Like he could you just post, went, could you just publish the audio for it? Like uh, I like I I could, but then when I publish the audio, and I always tell people to go to the video, check it out. Go to the video, check it out. And then it just seemed like if I published the audio, I felt like I was doing it. Doing it, I wasn't doing his justice because all the stuff yeah. that he put on onto the show totally it was understandable. So amazing, like step by step, how to make can or how to make wax, how to make a uh, 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 THCA. Man. It was everything was like step by step by step, and it was so intriguing. And it, it's just to the point where I'm like, I could put up the audio, or I could save this episode, yeah, and then edit some stuff out. So it doesn't get all copyrighted again, and then I'll put it out at a different time. You should work out a deal with him. You should work out a deal with him, and then you guys make a little scratch and put it on Patreon. Mm, yeah, we should probably could do that. <laughs> you know, just like a little Patreon exclusive episode. I thought about trying to get into possibly some Patreon exclusive episodes of Hippie Speedball, some like extra special something. I just don't know what would be worthwhile of it. I have a shitload yeah. in the archive myself, like a bunch of like the old days. I thought about going old school and literally putting the episodes on a CD and selling it, just like old school. <laughs> But I have the truck of your car. Hell yeah, we're Fram and M. Yeah, right. No, I was talking about just online, so it would be almost like a like an archive, like greatest hits of like Hippie Speedball or some shit like that. Just go like old school, like now that's what I call music style. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Make like a yeah, funny that, ass that like infomercial di- for it. Actually, it'd be really different because no one, I don't think anyone's ever put their podcast on a CD and sold it. Pretty it's unique, right? Pretty unique. It's a light bulb. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like it's kind of a unique approach. That's what it's one that's one of the things I've really wanted to take with when it comes to growing the the podcast. I wanted to take like a really, really unique style approach about it. So one thing I did want to ask you, uh, so who if you if you could pick anybody to come on your show, who would you want to have to come on the DL show? Oh, there's so many people, but my number one. Uh, besides Joe Rogan, obviously he's he would be my number one. My that number would be one pretty guest. sick. The only because he's Joe Rogan and he's got a podcast, and because I wanted to know his secrets. But it, I well, his secrets like, was also being famous before having a podcast. That's also yeah, that's a, a, that he had a gigantic a advantage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, like, but well, no one really knows about the whole Joe Rogan thing. Is that when Joe Rogan was like just starting in stand up, he was doing his podcast. When Joe before Joe Rogan was Joe Rogan from Fear Factor, he was doing his podcast. So that's what the people don't know. Even it even took Joe Rogan about ten years to get noticed for his podcast. Mm. Wow, so, that's crazy! I didn't know that. I didn't over know he ten was... years. I think he was doing it for over twenty years, and then finally, so he yeah, was doing he it before Fear Factor. Yep, he wow. was doing it when he was yeah when he was doing his stand up his stand up comedy career. He was doing it. Like then. Well, I knew he was and doing it, it while he was doing stand up. I just didn't know it was that early on because Fear Factor started mm-hmm. in like 2001 and didn't podcasting like start in like 2004, 2003, something like that. He was doing, I think it was a radio show. It wasn't. Oh, so he was like, yeah. So he was going on Opie and Anthony and doing stuff like yeah. that. No, you're, you're hundred percent correct. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally, yeah. I know what you mean now. Yeah, it was like it wasn't a podcast podcast because it was just a show. But it was, it was podcasting show, before it was podcasting. Podcast. Yeah. 
well, Opie and Anthony and those guys, they really kind of created the modern form of podcasting. Like, I mean, they mm-hmm. were the ones that just would just talk random shit. There would be lots of dead air, which is a gigantic taboo thing in radio. And there would mm-hmm. just be, you know, there would be a lot of, uh, you know, just random shit that they would do just like podcasting is. So, so other than Rogan, right. who would you want on the show? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, just for pure entertainment. Ooh. I think this. I think this guy is hilarious. Um, I've always been into astrology, uh, astronomy, not astrology, yeah. astronomy. Like I've always looked up. I've always looked up at the sky and just wondered what's up there. Hell yeah! Um, I'll like. I'll probably never ever get to see it, and unless I die, and I, that's where we go. <laughs> but <laughs> it, but I'll never ever be able to see it. in hey in man, you my never lifetime. You, you never know with the DL show, man. Who knows? You could end up fucking end up just blowing up someday, and the next thing you know, you're gonna afford to fucking get on one of them rockets and just go orbit space for yeah. a while. <laughs> see, that's the whole thing with. With uh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and everything. Jeffrey, yes, these guys are billionaires. Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, these guys are billionaires. And even the guy that earns Virgin Mobile, I don't even know his name, but he owns Virgin Mobile and he makes a shit ton of money too. Yeah. But, uh, he he's he's cool island. though because he just kind of does his own thing. Like he's yeah. like he's kind of like the underground billionaire guy. I feel like if there was a Batman, he would be the first one I would look at. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly, but what people don't know about Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and everything is that they were born rich. Like their family had money before they had money. Really, you know? I didn't so, know that. Yeah, like Elon Musk's dad was worth ten times more than what he's worth right now. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos' father was worth maybe not more than Jeff Bezos because Jeff Bezos is worth quite a lot of money. And uh, yeah, he's the richest like, man in more the world. Than Elon Musk. But yeah, it's but yeah. Jeff well, the richest Bezos man in the world on paper. Wealthy family too. Yeah. So you gotta think that's that's wealth that's wealth developing into wealth. What we're trying to do is take the poor man and make him rich. So it's, yeah. like it's a lot harder to do that when you don't have the the funds to, you know, uh, say buy views or buy an audience or anything like that. Yeah. Well, but, buying buying views and buying followers and shit like that, I I think it's so pointless. Like it's so pointless and like and it sucks because like I've um I've had some people that I've had to freaking unfollow because like I was like I was like, dude, I can't even respect you anymore because you're just buying followers. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I can't I it, it just irritates me because like they'll you'll see that they have like twenty five thousand followers but only like fifty views on a video and I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like yep. that's kinda weird. <laughs> it's it's the ten percent rule. Yeah. Like if someone has, if someone has, uh, let's say fifty thousand, let's say fifty thousand followers on Facebook, and their views are only getting, and their views aren't getting five hundred views, yeah, it's a ten percent rule. If you're not getting five hundred views off of those fifty thousand followers, then really, what's the point of having fifty thousand followers if only five hundred are going to actually follow? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. That's a yeah, that's a that's a good rule to go by for sure. And then also like uh you have to look at the engagement as well because like mm-hmm. you can see that they have a bunch of views but like two likes. <laughs> You're like, you know, or something like that cuz there's the ways that people can buy views but then you the likes will be off and then the actual engagement's off or something or you know, mm-hmm. you'll you'll see some of these 
some of these people that you know like uh some of these brands are just kissing their asses and then you'll see that they're actual like buying followers or like you know that they have like zero engagement or something like that that's why it's up mm-hmm. to us to have that amazing like diy approach and just show that authenticity is what actually prevails because in the in reality that's kind of what made that's kind of what brought joe rogan forward because he mm-hmm. was actually banned from the comedy store after confronting carlos mencia and so and that was because he was just like, no, this is not right. This is like bullshit that you're stealing material and no one wants to call mm-hmm. you out on it because you're famous. But I don't give a fuck. And so he was just like, screw it. I'm just going to go ahead and call you out on it. And uh, it just freaking like, you know, and then they kicked him out. And but the he was just remaining true to it. And because of that, now he's, you know, the f- most famous podcaster or most famous personality in the world right now. And where the right. fuck is Carlos Mencia? Yeah, Carlos Mancina is back at his home, you know, right. because that's where he deserves to be. Well, he's, um, yeah, he's he's over there stealing other people's Netflix specials. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was stealing jokes from a lot of comedians without permission. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, being a former stand-up comedian myself, not a huge one, not a very popular one, but one, um, stealing material is part of, is, is part of the job. You're going to hear a joke. You're going to like that joke and you're going to some way in some form rewrite it into your words and into your experiences. Now, some people are okay with it. Some people are going to ask for some money mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. I mean, you can, it's like people buy jokes all the time. Yeah. Uh, they have like, you'll go in, like you'll, sometimes you'll see like a big comedian go into like a small comedy shop and just watch the amateur talent, and then he'll go up to him and say, "Hey, can I buy this joke from you?" Yeah, and then he'll make an amateur is just like, "You want to use my joke? You don't even have to buy it from me. Just use it." And the guy's just like, <laughs> "Thank you." <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's, Apparently, it's Robin Williams like, was known for doing that. Like, uh, yep. Robin Williams was known for buying jokes, actually. Like, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. he did like he didn't steal it, but it like there was a bunch of jokes that he used that weren't his. Yeah, uh, there was a, I think on one of Dave Chappelle's specials, he was talking about how when he was a young kid, uh, a guy said that he, a guy asked if he could use his joke. And the, he's like, yeah, you're a big star. Yeah, go ahead and use it. And like he didn't even offer to buy it. And he just started using it. And then Dave, and then I remember him saying that he thought he was going to use it just for that one night. But no, that joke became part of this guy's whole bit. And then he used it night after night after night after night. And then one day he comes up, he runs into the same guy at the comedy shop or the or a comedy show and says, Hey, I want my joke back. And he guys just like, what joke? Oh, like, you're not your joke no more. And then, yeah, that was one of the things where I was just like, and he goes, and I remember him saying like, that killed me because I wrote that it was my joke. And now it's his, and I gave it away for next to nothing, but that's, that's part of the that's part of the business though too. Is you have to learn the hard way. No yeah. one's going to tell you, hey. No one's going to nudge you and nudge you on the shoulder and say, hey, this is what you have to do. These are the rules. No, that's not going to happen. Everyone is in competition with everyone, and if it comes down to stealing someone's joke that no one knows and no one's ever going to find out about it, 
And that's what's going to happen. It does happen sometimes, and it really fucking sucks. Especially, like, if it's, like, one that you really, really crafted. Because I I wanted to try stand-up comedy a couple... I've tried it, actually. So I've done done a a few open mics, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I want to do it more. But what I really enjoy is, like, writing one-liners. That's one of the things I really... I like sitting down and trying to craft a great one-liner. Like, one Mm -hmm. of my favorites that I came up with is... um, there's a there's another member of the Spice Girls who got kicked out for being a basic bitch. Her name was Pumpkin Spice. <laughs> Pumpkin Spice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one Sorry. I wrote. I liked, or I had this one that was um, also. It's like I'm pretty sure blind people are the only ones that can see John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so I have a couple of those like <laughs> these like I have like a handful of one liners. Uh you know who's really who was really good at that? Uh comedian uh Norm MacDonald. He's a one line genius. Yeah. You know, I think it was one of the one of the roasts I seen him on. It was pretty much just one liners. One they were terrible one liners, but the dude was killing it. Like people are laughing, you know, they're loving it. Um I think one of the jokes involved a dog named Sparky and he had three legs or something and for some reason, the way he delivered it, it was just insanely funny. But it was a one-liner joke. That's it was amazing. Never, it's never going to be a joke that everyone's going to remember and just go off and be like, hey, did you hear Norm MacDonald talk about Sparky the Three-Legged Dog? And you're right. going to be like, no. <laughs> when you're sitting there watching it, it's hilarious no. because because he just the way he delivers it is, is great because he'll just say the joke and then he's just like, yeah, he'll look at you. Well, like, yeah, this is where you're supposed is. to laugh now. You're like, oh yeah, it's Norm. We gotta laugh now. Yeah, dude, so, yeah. Norm is amazing. He had this amazing. I heard one of the best story jokes that I've ever heard in my life, and it was from Norm Macdonald. I just heard it recently too. Um, it was a, a frog walks into a pawn shop. Frog walks into a pawn shop, and he's got this little little glass dog. Puts it on the table. He's trying to get some. Uh, he's trying to get some money and he goes over and he's like, I want to see what I can get out of this. And he goes over to the lady, the lady working there, his name is Mrs. Whack. And then he was just like, I need to get some money out of this. And then she's like, well, I can't give you anything. It's not worth anything. And he's like, well, that's all I have. I really need to get something. And then she says, no. And he says, ma'am, what's your name? His name is Patty. And then he says, I, I really need some money out of this. Is there any way you can talk to your manager? And then he says, okay, fine. So the frog waits there while Mrs. Whack walks over to the back, goes to the manager. Manager of the lone place, she says, hey, uh, this, this freaking frog is out there, and he wants, uh, he wants, he wants uh, your loan for this, and I don't know what to tell him. I told him it's worthless. He picks it up, and he looks at the little, little glass dog, and he says, this is a knick-knack, Patty Whack. Give the frog a loan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like it's one of my favorite story jokes. So I, want, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, man. So why don't you let the people know where they can find you? And uh, thanks, thanks for fucking coming through, man. This was a blast. I, I can't wait to do another episode with you, man. Oh yeah, uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to come on. Um, everyone, you can find the DL show. Not oops, caught me smoking. Ignore the banner if you're not watching this, anyways. Yeah, but, <laughs> I know you're so used to doing video. Like I said, we're back yeah, on pirate so radio, live man. And doing live videos, but but uh, you can catch the DL show on Facebook, Instagram, or not Instagram anymore, but Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. I go live every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time, um, 8 p.m. Central, and I have guests on, musicians, comedians. Um, I'm trying to get sports. I'm trying to get professional athletes on now too. So I'm trying. I'm. I've been dropping some messages. 
we're we're in works with one person. I'm not going to name drop because that's not who I am. You have to you have to tune in to find out. Yeah, but yeah. I am trying to get some uh, either retired or professional athletes on also, and it's going to be a good time. Uh, cannabis, I love cannabis. So yeah, the DL Show Facebook dot com slash the DL Show Podcast, um, uh, YouTube, YouTube dot com slash c slash the dl podcast the dl show podcast it's at the dl show podcast everywhere just do that google me google me me. the only people that the only people that will show up on google if you google the dl show podcast is me and dl hughley so there nice (laughs) hey that's that's really good company to be in though hell yeah dl hughley's milk of the man oh dude well this was a blast man i had i really enjoyed having you on the podcast man i can't wait to have you back on the show this was a great 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 time man and thank you everybody for tuning in to the hippie speedball podcast it is joe your host with the most joe and i will see you guys next time peace